Good evening, and welcome to this evening's edition of the Vision Room Video Blog. I am your host, Richard Urban, coming to you from historic Harper's Ferry, West Virginia. Tonight's installment is, Can You Trust the CDC and the World Health Organization on COVID-19? Evidence from the DPT vaccine in H1N1 pandemic. So, we've seen a lot of hype and really fear-based um, hype, I'll call it hype, about the COVID-19 virus. The organization entrusted really with overseeing uh, public health in the United States is the Centers for Disease Control, or CDC, and on the um, world, world level, we have the World Health Organization. So let's look at how these organizations operate. And I'd like to give the example, like, for instance, if you go to your doctor and you know that your doctor, for instance, has, when treating some other patients for something, it may not be the thing that he's treating you for, has killed people. And then, you know, the doctor is supposed to be doing a good job with whatever he's helping you with. So you're going to trust your doctor, right? Uh, no, I think you're going to think twice and thrice about that. So let's have a look at this. Can we trust the um, Centers for Disease Control and the World Health Organization? And I'd like to review the evidence for the DPT vaccine. So we're going to look at some research from Peter Abe. What does the WHO have to do with that? Well, the WHO is in charge, WHO being the World Health Organization, of the vaccination program throughout the world like in countries of Africa, for instance. And let's see how they've handled um, that situation. And we're also going to look at the statistics for um, the H1N1, the last pandemic that was declared by World Health Organization in 2009. And we're going to also look into other um, health issues producing deaths such as the influenza vaccines, and we're going to see, as well as the DPT, as I just said, how that is being handled, and kind of ask the question, why is this incredible hype? Does it make any sense in light of the real situation? So um, let's dive into this. So the World Health Organization is responsible for recommending vaccination for countries throughout the world, especially the countries of Africa. So here is Dr. Peter Abe, and he's a world-renowned researcher who's worked with vaccines for 40 years. This is about vaccines, and I think it's important to recognize that no routine vaccine was tested for all the effect on mortality in randomized trials before being introduced. I guess most of you think that we know what all our vaccines are doing. We don't. So here Peter Abe says that the world, I wrote to the World Health Organization and said, please check with other people who have used this vaccine. Is there anything going on here? That's a new measles vaccine he's talking about. And so the World Health Organization wrote back and said what his data was not plausible. It was showing that the vaccine had a um, increased mortality. Second, he said that his experiment was unplanned. So he wrote back, like telling them, "Hey, you don't can't plan on killing children." In other words, they're giving him a bunch of BS. He found that the girls were more affected. 
So later we talk about the DTP vaccine. DTP is diphtheria, tetanus, or pertussis. It was also given here in the U.S. until 1996, but it's still given throughout the world. So we found out what the bottom line is. If you read this article and it is linked on uh, in our eight facts about forced vaccination uh, in the footnotes, is that you had a 2.3 times higher mortality if you are DTP vaccinated. And actually, it's five times more for girls. But overall, it's 2.3 times higher mortality. In other words, just that. The, they're more likely to die. Whatever beneficial effect it might have, it, you're more likely to die. So it makes zero sense to give this vaccine. This is clearly an unnatural event. This vaccine is actually killing children. So, we, so this was published in 2003. Hello, that's 17 years ago. So then they came up with some vaccine safety committee. And their committee at the World Health Organization, even though he's been working all these years on a very large group of children, I think it's a 200,000 or some very large number, they said there is no negative effect. So the way he came up with that is manipulate the data and throw out, and uh, and he explains here, and if you're interested in the details, how they manipulate the data, and that actually, if they hadn't manipulated data, it'd be the same thing he said. So now here we are, some 17 years later, and they're still giving the DPC vaccine, DTP vaccine, even though it causes... 2.3 times higher mortality for children. Now, this is the World Health Organization. So that means hundreds and thousands of children are being killed. And in fact, it says right here with the new malaria vaccine, they're actually testing it on, on children in, in Africa. And the parents might not even understand what's going on and be understanding the dangers. If there's anything to their own data, we're going to kill somewhere between two and 5,000 girls unnecessarily. Now, that's not 200 or 20. That's two and 5,000 children dying. Now, could it be that they're little kids in Africa that nobody really cares about in Guinea-Bissau? Maybe that has to do with it, or some people care about, but apparently not the pharma people. Okay, so why am I bringing this up? The World Health Organization is the same people that are bringing you this pandemic, yet they're perfectly willing to kill two to 5,000 children and kill thousands of children with the DTP vaccine that they know is killing them, yet they still do it. Now, why would that be? Could it be because of conflicts of interest? Could it be because of huge money from pharma? Oh, no, nothing like that. Of course it is. Now, what was the last pandemic that was declared by the um, World Health Organization? It was H1N1. Well, if you do any research on that, you'll discover, and this very, there's a very good blog right here, and uh, by this lady, Cheryl Atkinson, 
So there, she did a lot of good work, and she found out actually through her blog, the Cheryl Atkinson show here, that in fact the CDC, now that's the United States counterpart to World Health Organization, the Centers for Disease Control, told the doctors in July of 2009 to stop stop testing for H1N1. Now that was very strange and she explains in this podcast, which you can find at, if you search for Cheryl Atkinson, you'll find it, that, and this podcast is called Coronavirus Fact Versus Panic from, um, oh, sorry, that's actually a different one. That's a good one too. But her podcast on the um, H1N1, this one, Coronavirus, Who's Controlling the Information from February 17, 2020, she says, that she found out after uh, talking to people that that was because they either wanted to understate or, or hide what the real statistics were. And they never gave her the statistics for what, how many people were infected with H1N1, so she had to go to each state and get them individually. They kept obfuscating and didn't answer her freedom of information um, request. So she found out that the states had, when they tested people for the virus, they had found out that there were from 1% to 17% actual cases. So you see here, in Florida, there were 8,853 tests, and only 17% were positive. In Alaska, there were 722 tests, and only 1% were positive. In fact, most of them didn't even have the seasonal flu. So most of them didn't even have the flu, never mind the H1N1 flu. So in other words, they covered up the fact that it wasn't nearly as serious as what they said. And then even in any case, according to, um, yeah, so then there were totally, so this was a lot of obfuscation and unreliable um, data from the last time. And then there's another interesting factor is that in general, as uh, Ms. Atkinson points out in her podcast here, that the flu vaccine doesn't work. Okay, this study, February 14, 2005, says impact of influenza of vaccination on seasonal mortality in the U.S. elderly population. So they did a very large study looking at deaths over 33 flu seasons. That's a big study from 1968 to 2001. Anyway, they turned the data. They could not find that the influenza shot or flu shot had reduced the mortality of elderly people. Now, you probably didn't ever hear about this. I wonder why. And Ms. Atkinson explains in her article, in her blog, that of course, they tried to, you know, not give this any publicity. And in fact, they're still recommending the flu shot. Okay, so the entire U.S. population over 65 was studied. So millions of members were in this study. As you can see, they're showing all winter deaths and showing the amount caused by the flu, the flu shot. <laughs> Excuse me. Now, before... The flu shot came into use. Actually, there were something like the, num and the number of deaths increased. Like here we see total U.S. winter deaths, 435,000. 
And then as the flu shot use increased, we see the deaths going up to 500,000 and up now here in 2000 to 655,000. So actually more elderly people were dying as the flu shot um, use increased. So that's opposite of what they expected. So they said, told everybody, don't get a flu shot. It's worthless at best and might kill you at worst. No, they covered it up. So that's what Cheryl Atkinson's explaining. So these are the same people we're supposed to trust about the current so-called pandemic. I'd also like to point out one other thing that the flu, it could well be, as Dr. Peter Abe pointed out in the uh, information, I just talked about the DPT vaccine, diphtheria, tetanus, and pertussis, is that there may be more mortality from a particular vaccination than not. And it just happened that the way they studied these children, some got the vaccine and some didn't get it till later, they found the mortality. But other than that, they never have tested, and that was a coincidental test, for mortality. They only test vaccines against other people who got like awarded some other type of vaccine. You say, why? Good question, why? So, and even they're rushing to market now a vaccine that they're testing on people for the uh, COVID-19 that hasn't even yet been tested in animals. So that's not even ethical. So what am I getting at? So according to the VAERS system, that's the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System, influenza vaccines have caused in the last 29 years, 1,703 deaths and 18,465 serious injuries. But different sources say, indicate that they're between 10 to 100 times under-reporting. Even do many doctors don't even know about or report to the VAERS database. So that means there are at least 70,000, 170,000 deaths. The influenza vaccine has caused each year between five, uh, sorry, yes, 587 and 5,870 deaths. That's a conservative estimate. It's probably much more likely toward the high end. And between 184,650 serious adverse reactions causing hospitalization, including Guillain-Barre syndrome, which means, you know, paralysis and, and very serious symptoms, to 1 million, I'm sorry, 6,367 to 63,670 serious reactions a year. So has anybody heard about that? Chirp, 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 chirp. That's the crickets chirping. No. Why? Because the fox is guarding the chicken coop. The CDC is completely in bed. Julie Gerberding, the former head of the CDC for seven years, six years, is head of vaccines at Merck Corporation. How convenient. So the organization tells you what you're supposed to get for vaccines. And the next thing you know, the director is over at Merck making the vaccine she told everybody to get. What the heck? The whole system is completely corrupt and crooked. So these are people who are supposed to be giving us information about the COVID-19 virus. We hear about all the kids dying in Africa from the DPT vaccine. Why don't we hear the fact that at best the flu vaccine doesn't work and at worst, it kills a lot more people than it helps. Nobody knows 
if more people are killed by the flu vaccine, then it helps. And very likely, my theorem is more people are killed, like I said, by the flu vaccine than are helped by the flu vaccine. Also, another interesting fact is that the statistics for flu deaths include pneumonia deaths. So even according to the CDC itself, it says right here they're about influenza and pneumonia kill annually 55,672 people. Okay, so that's a lot of people killed, you know, every single day. So that's about 153 people killed every day. And Reporting is not clear on influenza and pneumonia. Which is influenza, which is pneumonia? Is it one? Is it the other? Is it both? Very likely, not many people die from influenza itself, but from complications like pneumonia. But anyway, you cut the cake. It's 55,672 people. That's a lot of people. So we're talking about, you know, a relatively small number of deaths from the so-called pandemic. So why are we whipped up into such an hysteria when every day 165 people are dying from pneumonia? Why isn't everybody running around, you know, say, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And then, you know, three to 5,000 children will be killed in Africa. Yes, killed knowingly with trials of malaria vaccines. And thousands and thousands of children have been already killed and are continuing to be killed with a GPT vaccine. And I'm just talking about Africa. That was used in the U.S. And of course, as we know, they're uh, right, right here in West Virginia, there are like 11 required vaccines and many others that aren't necessarily required, but that people get like the flu vaccine, HPV, that cause tens of thousands of injuries and thousands of deaths. What do you hear about that? Chirp, 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 chirp. Why? Because they're focusing on something they can make money off of, first of all, by rushing to get a vaccine that may or, or very likely will not help. It might even kill more people than helps. But they'll either way, they'll make a lot of money off of it. So this hysteria is crazy. It's insane. It's ridiculous. Calm down. Sure, get some groceries, get some toilet paper. My gosh, but don't be insane. You know, use common sense. Yeah, and there are many, many cover-ups, like the CD Centers for Disease Control. There's the William Thompson cover-up that's documented in the VAX documentary. That's V-A-X-X-E-D, vaxxed. There's also vaxxed too now. I just mentioned Julie Gebberding. There's many, many other conflicts of interest. You know, if you look on our uh, website for Urban Life Training or our uh, Facebook page, you can also see the um, uh, testimonies posted about there's so many, really literally hundreds and thousands of cases of corruption and reports being withdrawn that were negative. And I just mentioned the report of the flus, flu vaccine. How many people know that the flu vaccine doesn't even work? Why is our government still pushing this crap when it doesn't even work? And very likely, almost certainly, is, well, because the mortality rates have gone up since they've been using the vaccine, common sense would say that it's killing people. So it would be bad enough if it didn't work, but yet it's killing people. And what do you hear about it? Chirp, chirp. Because they're making money. They're in bed with Big Pharma. This is total bullcrap. It's ridiculous. It's criminal. These people should be in jail, never mind overseeing our health system. And no one is ever held accountable. None of these people with all these conflicts of interest is ever held accountable. 
No one, even though no one in Congress had the guts or balls to investigate the William Thompson thing. Why not? Because all the Republicans, well, the Democrats are getting money from Big Pharma. Don't believe me? Look it up yourself. Check it out. Did anyone ever call William Thompson to testify on Capitol Hill? That movie came out, what, six years ago? No, no one, no one. The guy's still a whistleblower working in some capacity at the Centers for Disease Control. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous conflicts of interest. It's criminal. There is literally criminal activity. And then, as I said in the beginning, these are the same people. So these are the people who lie, obfuscate, and literally kill people. And then they're supposed to be the ones who are telling us, oh, we have this terrible emergency. So let, actually, let's look at the data. So I know this changes every day. And it's, you know, more people have, um, this was as of March 17th. That was a couple of days ago. So today's March uh, 18th right now, but this is as of yesterday. So 114 corona deaths. Okay, let's look at these. First of all, 55 of them were in Washington State. Okay, so that's a lot. In fact, that's almost exactly half. And in fact, 30 of them were at one nursing home. So that's uh, more, that's like about one third. No, uh, no, one quarter. Now, what kind of people are being killed by this virus? Well, the average age actually is 80. Is that a good thing? Well, no, but we just pointed out that pneumonia slash flu kills 160. Uh, 153, anyway, around 150 people every day. Every day. Is that a great thing? Well, no, but it is what it is. So why the mass hysteria and pandemic? So man is 80s, woman 70s, man 80s, woman 50, a woman in her 90s, 60s. This is at, at the same uh, life care center where a lot of people died. Two women in their 90s. 80s, 70s, 80s. So they're definitely affecting elderly people. And also I saw another report that in Italy, I was wondering, what's going on in Italy? Well, the average age there is also 80. And there are only like two cases that didn't fall into that category and they're still investigating them. Um, a man in 71, but had underlying health conditions. Some they don't know. That's another thing. A lot of the, the, the information came out at first was very vague. Like, oh, coronavirus is a pandemic. It's killing people. Well, how does it kill them? Like at first you looked it up, it didn't even say. It's like, what's going on? You know what I mean? Man 65 has significant health conditions. Um, man 71, underlying health conditions, 80. This guy's in his 50s. So the point is that for most people, it's not a real threat. So what should we be shutting down the whole country, tanking our economy? Could there be other motivations? Well, I'd say definitely I wouldn't trust the Centers for Disease Control or the World Health Organization any more than I would trust a fox to guard your chicken coop, literally. You know, just like the analogy I gave. If you found out that the doctor you're trusting for your care had killed a lot of people, would you, uh, not, if, 
mind uh, having that doctor oversee your case, you know, he said, oh, don't worry about that. We're very trustworthy here. Uh, I don't think he would do that. So keep your level head. I mean, this, this doesn't make any sense. Who is behind all this hype? Could there be other motivations? Could people be trying to have other things going on? You know, other spurious motivations. Certainly the World Health Organization and the Centers for Disease Control are not to be trusted. Do your own research. This lady, Cheryl Atkinson, her blogs are excellent. You know, we have a lot of good information, urbanlifetraining.org. You know, look it up, look, look these things up yourself and do your own research on, the, on it. Stop the panic. So I would definitely recommend a few things. Yes, don't panic. Use common sense. If you are elderly or frail or know people who are, yes, you know, definitely you don't want to expose them. That's true. Um, also, I'd recommend for longer term that the CDC remo be removed from overseeing any um, vaccines or disease control in the United States. It's a completely conflicted organization. It's a completely corrupt organization. It should be overseen by independent organizations. Same goes for the Food and Drug Administration. It's corrupt. It's funded by Big Pharma itself. A lot of the money they get is from Big Pharma. The same conflicts of interest exist at the CDC. So those organizations should not be overseeing our health care, health, uh, what do you say? Health system or disease prevention. It's insane. Completely in bed with Big Pharma, who have proven through this information I gave that they cannot be trusted with anything and they're literally willing to kill people for money. Maybe they try to, you know, imagine even in that article I was going over, it says, imagine if all these people have been killed in Europe or United States. Well, actually, that's not totally true. If people realized it was from the vaccine, but now people don't even realize, you know, they say, oh, children died after getting four vaccines. Oh, it was sudden infant death and we don't know what happened. We're the most advanced country in the world, but we can't figure it out. Oh, sorry. What the heck? It's complete baloney. It's criminal, actually, and people need to be locked up for that in the sense that if they've committed fraud and broken laws and obfuscated and resulted in people's deaths, they need to be held accountable. And you know what? You know, this is not going to prevail, this whole pandemic thing. I predict it is going to, you know, be resolved. And maybe a good uh, result from it will people realize how not just incompetent but corrupt the CDC is, the World Health Organization, and they'll start looking into these things even more. And so their whole, like, strategy is going to, like, you know, backfire. It's going to backfire. So I pray that everything will go, you know, according to God's will and that we will see... Um, you know, sense in this. I also urge the repeal of the uh, 1986 Vaccine uh, Safety Act that resulted in pharmaceutical companies no longer being liable for injuries and deaths. We saw the number of vaccines skyrocket. That's crazy. They need to be held accountable. That needs to be repealed. So I do hope you will uh, give this food for thought and that we will calm down. We'll get through this together. And let's not let the foxes guard our chicken coop and do your own research and find out what is true and 
be blessed. So I am Richard Urban. I'm reporting from Historic Harvest Ferry, West Virginia. Do be blessed. We will see you again soon. And good night.